You are now tuning into another Sincerely Shameless podcast, featuring your host, content creator, and shameless ambassador, Sarah J. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless podcast. It is your favorite host, Sarah J. And you guys, I am super excited. I am well-rested while still feeling a little tired, but I've got something really amazing for you guys on this episode, but I still wanted to kind of take a quick moment to kind of catch you up and see how you're doing, what is going on in your world. We are 22 days into the new year of 2022. We've dealt with a couple of little interesting ones and you can fill in the blank wherever you need be on that. But I just wanted to know what you got going on. Are you still working through those goals? Are you still working through those visions? Are you still working out the word for the year for you? Are you a little relaxed, a little bit hesitant? Are you a little reluctant to kind of plan things out? Um, Where are you at? I know for myself, um, mine was to be just to become better. I want to be able to have a better recovery time. I want to have a better healing time. I want to have a better, um, like better enlightenment on um, seeing if I'm feeling shame or experiencing pain or experiencing hurt or feeling let down or rejected or abandoned. Y'all know, community, y'all know what we go through. So I want to be better with being able to acknowledge that those things are happening in real live time and um, allow them to move through and then move around, okay? Um <laughs> I also want to encourage you, whatever it is that you have on the forefront of what you are trying to do this year, whatever is top of mind, it is still happening. Do not allow these past 21 days to deter you. Don't allow them to convince you out of what you know is yours. Don't allow it to make you shut down or change your mind about what you want, because the truth of the matter is, When you change your mind and you get that, you're still going to be mad because that's not what you really wanted. So continue to just set your heart and mind and sights on that and continue to go after it. Now, I know we have experienced a lot of distractions and because a lot of things have been happening, but I say distractions because that's what it is. A lot of the experiences that we go through are there to teach us and grow us, but a lot of times they stand in as a distraction if we don't get the lesson. So we end up spending a little too much time on how we felt about it and needing to feel heard and needing to express ourselves rather than moving around it um, and getting the lesson, you know. Um, And so I just want to encourage you on that and just say, don't be distracted. Do not be distracted. Find time to silence the noise. Find time to collect to yourself. um, And move around it. So I know on this podcast, some of you guys are probably rolling your eyes as I do when I listen to the many podcasts that I listen to that try to address some of the other um, traumas and other um, issues. I will go ahead and own that issues that I have in my life. I'm like, you're sitting behind the mic in your office, sipping coffee, just spewing out advice. It sounds good. Um, so I don't want to be that person. So I'm going to give you guys an example of what I'm talking about here and being able to allow it to move through you and then move around it. Um, so As you all know, I now live in Ohio and I frequently travel to and fro to Atlanta, mainly because I have 
um, attachment issues. I have yet to let go that Atlanta is my home. And you know that you know that I am healed when I give up my 404 area code, okay? If you get a text message from me and say, this is Sarah J's new number and it's coming from some other number other than 404, I am walking in wholeness, okay? (laughs) I am walking in what God wants me to walk in because at that point, I have literally let it go, young Elsa, but I am not there. Keep me lifted in prayer. However, for my example, I do want to share with you guys in real life time how I was able to do that, and then we'll get right into the episode. Um, One of the things I've really been working on is trying to identify what is my issue with adding things to my life, meaning adding a partner to do life with, having children after adding the partner, adding a pet. And um, at first I thought it was disappointment. You know, I don't like to be disappointed. And then I looked around in my life and I was like, actually, Sarah, all you do is get disappointed and you as a human disappoint. So that can't be it. And so I did another um, take on inventory and um, I kind of discovered pain. I was like, man, I don't like pain. Like, I, it hurts. Ugh, ugh, it hurts. I don't like it. Ugh, get it away. And um, I, I looked around some more, and I realized, like, actually, Sarah, you might have, you might be a little bit of a masochist there, the way that you handled that. So pain might not be it. I'm not saying I sign up for pain. I am saying because I've experienced a lot of it, I am not afraid of it. However, as I continued to look through that, I noticed that recovery um, was my downfall. Y'all, I do not recover well. And if, you, and if anybody had told me that, um, any of my therapists had told me that, if I told myself that any time before this year, I would have been like, you're absolutely bananas. Give me my money back. I need a full refund. And in fact, take me to dinner because you wasted my time. But when I say recovery, I mean moving around it, <laughs> like moving forward. I unfortunately... Am a person that likes to hold on to it, like as a, and this is why I do what I do because, and I'll roll out a list of things that I've experienced that did cause me pain, but the pain wasn't the issue because I keep talking about it and I keep reliving it, right? But the recovery, moving, letting the pain move through me and then moving around it was the issue. Because one, I was afraid of my response. Who would I become if I allowed this pain to move through me and then I moved around it? Who who am I? Like, am I am I not the shameless brain anymore? Like, am I not my my trauma? Like who who would I be? Like, what is my response? Like, will I flip out and just knock everything over. Like you got bell money. I don't have bell money. And so in my mind, my brain said, because your recovery time is not good, it's below standard, and you don't know how to regulate a response in real life time, then you probably don't need to experience pain. And so that was where my holdup was. So I hope that made sense. I really, I really hope that made sense. And I'm not sure if anybody can identify, holla at your girl, okay? 
I'll let your girl if you can. So for me, it was like, I want to do these things. Like I would love to have an animal, but the moment the animal chews up my shoes, I'm, I'm in pain about that. But I don't know if I'm going to choke this animal out. Dog lovers don't come for me. Okay. I'm sorry. But that's a real, a real thing. Like I can get another pair of shoes, but in that moment, can I respond as like, um, as an appropriate, you know, pet lover and understanding that that's what pets do. They chew your shoes and they pee on your carpet and blah, blah, blah. Taking that example, I'm going a step further, like, you know, a spouse, um, a best friend. So you try to keep the, keep the waters really safe is what I'm saying. So for me, that has been one of my holdups. So I want to give you guys an example of real life time where your girl literally, literally allowed it to happen and I moved around. The time yesterday, (laughs) the place, (laughs) Montgomery County Probate Court, Dayton, Ohio. Okay. All the way live. Now, let me tell you what your girl was doing hours leading up to the incident in question. Okay. I had driven eight hours from Atlanta to Ohio, touched bases at home, brung my luggage up, tried to sift through clothes, realized I need to go to court because this following Sunday, tomorrow, I'll be in New Mexico. So the court is only open Monday through Friday. So I need to get there. So I hopped back in the car after doing drive time for eight hours to go back into the city, to, to go into the city Paid a park four different times because one of them had a 30-minute park. I go upstairs. I realize they're on lunch break from 1230 to 2.30. Sign me up. Where can I get one of those? Two hours? Two? Okay. Okay. Again. So I go move my car, move my car, park somewhere else. By the time that it was time for me to go in there, I had to repay again because it's a two-hour lunch break, you know? So I get up there, get upstairs, and I am just as pleasant as can be, you can, pleasant as can be, you guys. Like I'm being pleasant. Walk in, hey, how y'all doing? You know, Southern girl. You know, I'll speak. And when I walk in into the spot, hey, how y'all doing? Oh, that's great, phenomenal, amazing. Spoke with a young lady. I said, hello, how are you? So, when a loved one passes, if they do not have their affairs in order as to where their money is going to go then the loved ones have to go through something called probate court. This is tedious. This is time consuming. This is annoying. And deep down, I believe this is a part of the government's way of tying people into the court systems to fund the many secretarial staff salary. Yes, that's exactly what I believe. Okay. So um, I go in and I'm like, hey, I want to turn in this paper. She was like, yeah, well, because you're turning it in late, which I accept all responsibility, um, we're going to charge you court fees. And we had to send a bailiff out to your house. So we had to charge you for that. And then this form is all wrong. You guys, she had a list of stuff that I had never heard of. And she's piling it on me and all i'm hearing is cha-ching 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 and i'm not talking money only i'm hearing emotional cha-ching 
I'm hearing mental cha-ching. I'm hearing work ching. You want more stuff from me than I got in the original. On top of that, my father is dead, okay? In that moment, I literally heard Sarah breathe through it. Because at this point, I am angry. And this is painful because this is something that I did not make room for. This is the first time I ever heard of this. So you guys, I'm literally breathing through this. And when I say breathing through it, I want you to think in the most basic form. I just literally breathed. (laughs) I did not hold my breath. I did not interject. I did not fall out. I did not throw a pen at her. I did not tell her what I am and ain't going to do because that's natural for me. I decided to literally breathe through it. And I said, you can survive this. And I know you're probably thinking, whoa, this is, this is, this is not that big of a deal. You guys, it starts with the small stuff. Breathing through it letting it go and moving around starts with the small stuff. It is a muscle that we must flex so we can handle the larger things. So I'm literally breathing through it. After she finished speaking, I looked at her and I literally moved around the incident. And I told her, ma'am, what is it that I can provide for you today? You guys, they had a gang of things. She had all this stuff. And I literally could have told them how they could be a better, you know, court system, all this extra stuff. I literally, because I needed to feel heard in that moment, because anytime we experience pain, we want to feel heard in that moment. No. What is it that you need from me? I had moved around it. Comes to find out, you guys. You can turn this stuff on the internet. You can turn it in on the internet. And the fees that was supposed to be $175 got dropped to $65. All because I breathed through it. (laughs) And the grace of God, amen. Because he knew I wasn't about to swipe my car for $175, amen. But literally breathed through it, breathed through the pain, and moved around it. Left, got in the car, left that incident where it was paid, swiped the car, got the information, going to scan it in right when I finished this. Got to my car, drove home. I left that incident there, took a shower, laid down, went to my job, my second job. Literally. I am not boiling to tell y'all this story. So how do you do it? It's so simple, right? So simple. Like you're going to have to probably hear this story like a thousand times. You're going to have to hear a whole bunch of other people tell you to breathe through it, move around it a thousand more times until you finally realize like your outbursts or however you respond, if that is your thing or your recovery time isn't well to finally buy in and say, you know what? I need to change this. Literally allow it to happen. It's like in a car wreck, right? When a car is coming to you, you tense up. Well, that's where the damage happens because you tense up. And I'm not saying this in a car wreck thing. I'm not giving you advice car wreck wise. I'm saying in this moment, when you see offense, when you see pain, when you see rejection, abandonment, shame coming, breathe through it. It passes through you, move around it. This is how you know you've successfully did it is when you go and tell somebody, rather three minutes, five minutes, three years, 10 years later, 
you do not relive the same intended emotion. Y'all, that's deep. Y'all, that's so deep. I don't even think, I don't even think we need a second topic. (laughs) I don't even think we need the topic. Like, that's wild, right? Literally allow the offense, the rejection, the abandonment, the shame. These things that come up against us are designed to stop or stagnate and cause paralysis to the point to where we still age, we still get up and go, but our mental and emotional is stuck at the crime in question. The only way to keep going is to let it pass through you and move around it. I had to give y'all a moment of silence because I'm sure that probably hit harder than a heart attack. And I know for some of my listeners, y'all are probably taking a bath and it's like Sarah is talking all the way crazy. Where did my homegirl go? I'm serious, y'all. And if I can do it, I know you can do it. Breathe through it, move around it. Follow, follow up, check back in with yourself and see if that experience produces the same emotion. And when it doesn't, that is how you know. I am so proud of you for even opening your mind to even try to do it because I know you can do anything. So let the journey begin. All right, y'all, I am back. So story time most certainly took a left turn for the better. And I'm glad it did because I most certainly believe if that helps one person build their capacity in the area of pain, rejection, abandonment, shame, doubt, and fear, then in my opinion, it's a job well done. So what is today's topic? I'm sure you were probably wondering as I went on and on, um, but I hope you got something from it. And today's topic, actually, interestingly enough, (laughs) which I felt entirely passionate about, goes hand in hand with today's story time. And the topic is truly, I want peace, but not at the expense of me. Okay, I literally heard someone shouting in my background, like in your car, you probably was like, "Woo, say it. So we've probably all experienced peace in some capacity or some area or some level or season of our life where our money was looking good, our bank account was on swole, the bills was at least paid before, you know, the due date or the, we're going to cut your things off. Um, you had some good meals. You got some solid friends in your life. Um, just a really, things were looking up. You know, that type of peace is, oh my gosh, it's unexplainable. I mean, somebody get on your nerve. You're like, whatever, bro. Like, we're good. We're fine. 
But the type of piece that I want to talk about is the piece to where is the piece that you can't explain when nothing is looking up. It's the piece piece that you have that really keeps your mind when nothing is aligned, if that makes sense. It's when there's no one or nothing can solve and there's this deep inner peace that overwhelms you that everything is going to be okay. That's the peace that I want to experience every single day of my life. And even when things are being added on or taken away, I want that peace to be at the center of my heart, to know that whether I swipe this card or not, we're good. So when I say I want peace, but not at the expense of me, I truly mean that if you have to sacrifice yourself to people, places, and things to get a little quiet time, that's not the peace that you want. If you have to lose your voice in the process so that you don't have to fuss with somebody, that's not the peace that you want. If you have to forego your dreams, your your vision that was put in you for a little sanity at home, that's not the peace that you want. And um, I don't want to get all up in your business, but even if, if you have to not be you, okay, to show up in that relationship or that friendship so that you can say you have someone, that's not the piece that you want. And I feel like this would have been something I would have known at an earlier time, but I am a thinker. And so even if I know it, I got to test it. I got to, I got to test it. I need to see the data. (laughs) And so last year was my year of, I need to see something, right? And in needing to see something, I got to sit back and hold on to my peace and literally watch people fall away, things fall away, places fall away, literally, because I wasn't, I wasn't moving off of my peace. When I say I did that throughout my entire childhood, and when, and when I say that, I want to be specific, I don't want to. I don't want it to feel like I can't give examples. Like when I say in my childhood, I foregoed my my comfort, my safety for peace. And example, I did not speak up as a child, as a teen, as an adolescent about things that were uncomfortable and unpleasant and that caused me pain. Because if I did in my household, you were getting cussed out or put out or beat up or then possibly all the above. Like those were just the chances that you ran to have an opinion. Like we were taught, um, don't say nothing if you're not if you're not ready for the response. And if the response could be all the way, 
If you're not willing to go all the way, then you just need not to say something. So that created a voiceless girl. And then you think you've gained your voice. You joined the B, you joined the BSU at your college and the SGA and the NAACP, and you're out here marching with signs and all this good jazz. You think you have a voice, but in actuality, the voice that you need is the one voice to speak for yourself. And so when I say I want peace, but not at the expense of me, there isn't a friendship that I am willing to hold on to that disrupts my peace. I'll let the friendship go to keep my peace. Um, that's job-wise, <laughs> career-wise, relationship-wise, um, financially wise. Um, I'll give you guys another example. I had, have had (laughs) not so great spending habits, right? And um, if I wanted to maintain friendships with my girlfriends from back in the day, these aren't my current ones, I would drain the bank account to have peace to say that I have a friendship around rather lose a friendship and learn the other piece, right? There's a piece when we have things because those things and people and places, they add and they kind of really muffle out the other stuff that you could really be thinking about. But the piece that we need that's sustainable is when they come and when they go, we're good. Um. And so I'm sure I had a bigger example um, (laughs) on this topic, but I think you guys get where I'm going. And um, I guess we can talk about some ways that we can vet if that's a thing that adds to the piece or takes away from the piece. So um, ask yourself, and I know I've had to ask myself this, is my representative in this relationship, friendship, job, or am I in this relationship, friendship, or job? And when I say representative, I mean solely the person you want people to think you are. That's your representative. So simple. That's literally your representative. If the answer is, yes, my representative is there, then you are sacrificing your peace. If you are there, then you are not. And that is amazing. Um, ask yourself, do you have to mentally and emotionally rework how you feel to feel safe around them? If your answer is yes, you are sacrificing your peace. <laughs> the good thing on that, though, is that you feel safe because that's that's a positive, but you are sacrificing peace. And you really might have to ask yourself a secondary question is, What's more important, my safety or peace? I had to ask myself that very question and I learned how important safety was. But safety became so important when I realized violators were around. And if violators are around, safety is more important than peace. I'll forego peace all day. I want to be safe. I want to be alive to see another day, right? But when you vet people and you have the right people around, they're going to be a safe place. You're going to be a safe place. Now you just need to make sure you can keep your peace. Third question you could really truly ask yourself is, if I had nothing, if I showed up with nothing, will they still be around? 
will this job still be around? Will this relationship still be around? Will this friendship still be around? If the answer is no, you're sacrificing peace. So I say that all to say our peace is important. And when you give your peace, you're practically giving yourself. You've, you've, you've given up yourself. You become a shell of a person because you're no longer there. Versus when you keep your peace and you allow yourself to operate fully, the people, places, and things will be added to you. And sometimes, which I'm learning in this current moment is, you got to start with scratch. Or I, what's the saying, y'all? Y'all know I had a rough childhood. Some You got to start from scratch. <laughs> and when you get that real peace, you'll be totally fine with whoever walks away. Because the blessings that are coming, you want to share that with people who really value you and not the peop- not the representative of you. And it starts with that inner peace. Now, I thought to myself while I was in the shower, like, how can I connect this back to shame? And I want to work on that every episode with connecting this back to shame because ultimately these things produce shame, fear, doubt. Um, and once you have those things infiltrated into your heart, it's like a silent killer and then next thing you know you are negative nancy walking and getting nothing from it so when we forego our peace for people places and things when you get that enlightenment you begin to shame yourself on not having a voice and not showing up as yourself and there's a deep spiral that follows, um, but shame is inevitable. So I guess I want you to ask yourself those questions and really, really, really give yourself some grace, allow the response to take place. And what are we going to do y'all move around it? All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to yet another Sincerely Shameless podcast brought to you truly by your girl, Sarah J, shameless and vulnerability, fear, doubt, rejection, all of those, ambassador, content creator, blogger, writer, all the above. One really exciting thing that I wanted to chat with you guys today about before you log off this podcast is a secondary extension of the Sincerely Shameless podcast, which is conversations, wait, (laughs) it is Candid Conversations with Sarah J. This is going to be the area of the podcast separate from Sincerely Shameless, but on the same channel where I have candid conversations with fans, people who I feel that are doing their thing and influence, and maybe even listeners. 
there will be an advice section, there will be a scenario section, there will be a question and answer section. It's going to be amazing. So I really want you guys to tune into that, but also I really want you to become a part of it. If you've listened to this podcast and find yourself chiming in constantly or wanting to have this conversation, you know, with me one-on-one, then let's just do that. So if you have not already found me on Instagram, please go to your Instagram, type in she, S-H-E, so two O's, shameless, underscore, and you will find your girl, Sarah J. Slide directly in my DMs because I get notifications and we can set this thing up. If you are a person that prefers to go a more professional route, go ahead and email me in the link of my Instagram at shamelesscurator, well, shamelesscurator at gmail.com. If you prefer another route, and you want to go through Twitter, I have that notification set up on my phone as well. It is the same handle as my Instagram, she, so, two O's, shameless. Um, If you have my phone number, (laughs) which some of you all do, text me and tell me so that we can have this conversation candidly on this here platform. I love you with the love of the Lord. I hope you have a beautiful and blessed day. I can't wait to chat with you next Saturday. Thank you.